Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll remind you that you have a choice in everything you do. I'll also be interviewing Nancy Picard, who is a certified master life coach and author of the international bestseller, Bigger, Better, Braver. Conquer your fears, embrace your courage, and transform your life. Nancy draws on her personal and professional experiences, coaching and empowering others who are seeking to attain a full and deeply rewarding life of their own. For more information about Nancy, please visit nancypicardlifecoach.com forward slash lifeology to receive your free gifts. You may also purchase her book on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. You always have a choice. Life happens to all of us. It doesn't matter if we're considered a quote, good person or a bad person. Life is just going to happen. Often when life does happen, we get stuck in this paralysis or this fear of, I don't know what to do. I don't have any options. And over time, we can become stuck with that mentality. And then all of a sudden, a label is put on us. Meaning, if you're now the divorced person or you're now the bankrupt person or you're now the sick person or whatever it might be, we unfortunately allow that event to define us because we think we don't have a choice but we always, always have a choice. If I were to come up and startle you, you'd probably yell. And then once you realize it was me, we'd have a good laugh about it. However, after you realize it was me, if you're still yelling the whole time or still really scared for the next hour, well, that doesn't make sense, does it? It's the same type of thing when it comes to life. When life creates these situations, our initial response is going to be fear, trepidation, nervousness, grief, whatever it might be. That is a natural response to have. And after the appropriate time of experiencing that, obviously grief is a little bit different because grief is a longer process than perhaps fear or doubt or these other emotions you might experience. But after the appropriate time of experiencing that first emotion, then just like when you realize it was me startling you, you then have a choice to say, what am I going to do? Now, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's that simple, but it's the recognition to say, I do have a choice once the initial emotion that I experienced is over and done with. And often when you don't know what to do, you have so many healthy people in your life who can help you through that. When you do speak with your friends or perhaps a professional like myself, it allows you to start to look at your life in a different way. When something ends or something happens, and then we take that emotion that we're feeling now and we project that into the future, and that's called emotional forecasting, all of a sudden we think our life is always going to be this way or it's always going to feel this way. So that's why you always have to say, I have a choice in how I'm going to look at situations. Think of each event like a diamond. A diamond has so many facets to it. And so if you can turn that diamond a little bit, you'll start to see a different side of that diamond. And that's the same type of thing when it comes to our perspective or our perception. When you look at something and you look at it the same way and it causes you to feel a certain way, well, you simply look at the situation slightly different. 
And when you're struggling to do that, ask yourself, how would my best friend look at this? How would my therapist look at this? How would my spouse look at this? How would James look at this? Those types of questions allow for you to think of a situation from the mind's eye of someone that you trust. And then that, that helps you start to formulate how you can look at something different. And then that starts to open up the opportunities or the ideas of what that next choice would look like. So today's lesson is simple. The first emotion you have about something is simply the first emotion. You determine how long it is that you're going to feel that first emotion. And then the second part of that is when you have the self-responsibility to say, now, what am I going to do? Because you always, always have a choice. I have a wonderful interview today with Nancy Picard. She's going to talk with you about the choices she had when life changed for her. She's going to be talking about her book, Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life. She's going to give you wonderful tools and techniques of how to do that. So stay tuned. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio show or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it. Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock, the do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Nancy Picard, who is a certified master life coach and author of the international bestseller, Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life. Nancy draws on her personal and professional experiences, coaching and empowering others who are seeking to attain a full and deeply rewarding life of their own. She is a powerhouse, inspiring others to stop playing small so they can unleash their greatest potential. Welcome to my show, Nancy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am looking forward to this as well. We had a wonderful chat in the pre-call. I think you and I are those types of individuals who can always ask the question, if you're not happy with your life, what are some proactive ways in which you can change it? Because there's, we always, always, always have a choice. Always. And it's our responsibility. Yes, it truly is. I was reading some more of your backstory. And when you were 61 years old, you, you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Is that correct? Yes, it is. (laughs) So tell me more about that. So this amazing woman, you know, you have this dream and all of a sudden you do it. How did that even manifest in your life? Well, when I was turning 60, it was like such this ugly number in my mind Mm -hmm. that I had to like prove to myself, hey, girl, you've still got it going on. Yes, you do. And so I wanted a big challenge. I had been a personal trainer for 16 years earlier in my life. So athleticism was something I had, but I didn't travel alone and, you know, traveling alone to Africa, living outside for eight nights in a tent. And all of that was definitely a challenge. And it was something I had to work up to and research and train and do all of those things. So it was a transformational moment for me. It was me proving to myself 
that I could live bigger, better, braver. I could do hard things. And my mantra over those six months that I trained was, well, if you can't do this, you won't be able to do Kilimanjaro. And so I really learned to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, I like that. And it was changed my life. Yeah, I bet. You know, I've, sometimes I flip it the other way is if I've gone, I've gone through something, we've all gone through many things, but if I've gone through, through certain things that are so overwhelming and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I could never get through this. And then all of a sudden when something else happens in my life, I would tell myself, well, if I got over this, then this is a piece of cake. And so it's kind of the inverse of what you're saying, but it's, right. it's exactly the same thing. What happened in your life to, to even decide you wanted to, to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Um, I going way back, Mm -hmm. I'd been married for 26 years, really happily married, the love of my life, Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And when that fell apart, Mm -hmm. um, I fell apart. And so when I was very other referenced, Mm -hmm. so I saw myself through the eyes of my Mm ex-husband and when he no longer wanted me, I really no longer wanted Mm -hmm. me. And my self-esteem, my self-confidence really like just went into the can. And so it was a evolution for me to actually rebuild myself and start to learn to love myself again, build my own confidence and to become self-referenced instead of other reference. Yes, exactly. And um, so Kilimanjaro was just like one more proof to myself of what I'm capable of. It was just the beginning, really, of a whole new level, because when you write a book, the universe conspires to just throw it in your face. So it's (laughs) sort of like... I laugh because I know that. (laughs) Yeah, you think you're bigger, better, braver? Try this. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And once again, I'm laughing because I I know my listeners as well know their own journey as well, because when when we say something and we're the, you know, in our soapbox about something, and it's like... What do you really believe? And it's like, oh, darn it. I'll go back and listen to some of my shows. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a really good insight. And I'm thinking, wait, that's your insight. <laughs> do you still do that? <laughs> so I have to remind myself, yes, James, continue to do what you teach as well. Right. You know, so many people listening now can, are, have been in that position of their identity was something. And for so long, they were so happy, so blissful. And then to have it stripped away, what were some of the the... What was the epiphany moment for you to say, wait a minute, I don't want, don't want to be, be referred to as the other. I want to be referred to as myself. Was there, was there a pivotal moment that finally that light clicked on for you that says, this is who I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to do? It wasn't a moment. It was, you know, after my marriage fell apart, I was trying to recreate that picture. Mm-hmm, sure. And eventually I was reengaged in another relationship. And when that one fell apart, I thought, oh God, there's something here the universe is trying to show me that I'm not learning. And I actually, um, I read Debbie Ford's book called The Spiritual Divorce. And in that moment, I decided that I wanted to also become, I was going to get myself a spiritual divorce coach. And then I was going to become a coach because I'd been a personal trainer for 16 years. But, you know, between my marriage ending I just didn't work for like seven or eight years. I moved to Colorado and I was just playing. And at some point I finally realized that I had way more to offer this world than I was utilizing and that I needed to, you know, get over myself and start to, to, 
I mean, the big moment for me was to learn that I didn't need somebody to take care of me. I could take care of me Mm -hmm. and that I wasn't, I was so busy trying to fix that old paradigm of what I thought my life should look like that I wasn't looking at what I could create. And the woman I am today is all about being bigger, being braver, helping others, you know, sharing my advice, sharing my word and living that life. Like I, I walk my walk and I talk my talk and anybody that works with me ends up believing in themselves, loving themselves, trusting themselves and getting really comfortable with being uncomfortable. My listeners don't know this, but I, I get to see, I'm getting to see her visually right now as she's talking. And it's interesting to hear, Nancy, I don't know if you've realized this, but it's interesting that when you talk about that person who you were before, there's a, a subtle change in your body language. You, you sit back a bit, but then as you talk about the new version of you, you lean yeah. forward with so much energy, so much excitement because you are that yeah. powerhouse that I mentioned in yeah. your intro. I'm so glad to get to know you. This is wonderful. I'm glad to get to know you too. I want to switch into your book. Your book is called Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life. I can I have an idea of how this was created, but what happened in the world or what happened for you to say, this is what everybody needs to read today? I started out um, thinking I was going to write a book for like women in their 60s climbing Kilimanjaro mm-hmm. because as a trainer and a coach, mm-hmm. I just thought, you know. Makes sense. And then I, and then I realized, no, it's the evolution of who I've become yes. that I really want. And I'm so glad I did that because as I was saying, I've had so many opportunities to have to be bigger all the time. I write the book. That was something I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. Then I had to market it. Then I was on podcast. I was on extra TV. I, I now have a course that's coming out on LinkedIn learning. Like mm, wow. I over and over and over again, um, and Gen Connect you is really that's the company, and then they're partnered with LinkedIn Learning. But um, I'm I'm continually evolving. Um, I'm moderating on Clubhouse. Like I'm just growing, growing, and growing, and trying new things. And the imposter syndrome that yes. everybody has yes. shows its ugly little face on a you know on a weekly basis, basically, mm-hmm. and. I have learned to recognize that even if I don't think I'm that person, once I step in and do exactly what it is I'm afraid to do, I will be that person. Yes. yes. And so I wrote that book really because I want everyone who's sitting on their couch or who's just not living, you know, you don't have to go climb Kilimanjaro to live bigger, better, braver. Yes. But whatever your Kilimanjaro is, is what I wanted to write a book and, and how to. So I'm a, I, I coach one-on-one people. I coach group courses, but not everybody can afford that. Yeah, of course. But anybody can pick up my book and it's a step-by-step process on how to do it. And with exercises and examples of my life and my clients. And so I wanted to like give the masses this tool. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was reading through your book as well, I, I really like that because the vignettes that you use and the stories, it's so important because I know as someone who I'm all about science, but I'm also, I just, I am an avid reader. I read nonstop. So even when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to some type of audiobook or I'm, I was a little Thank boy you. walking home from school reading one of my Hardy Boy books. That's what I would do. Um, so for me, I just love that. So when I was looking through your book, it's the, the personal, the personal engagement that you have when it comes to your own stories or the stories of your clients, because when people can see that, wow, it's, it's 
this is my own negative thought belief, or this is this is Nancy's negative blo- negative belief system. All of that just normalizes it. I think people think, you know, often that they're the only ones who's experiencing something. And of course, pain is pain, and it's very near and dear and personal. However, when we realize that so many other people have are also in pain, then that pain doesn't necessarily feel so. Um, so overwhelming. And so, so you, when you give them the practical tools and techniques of how to get bigger, better, stronger, all that is so important because that allows them to say, yes, if someone else can do it, or I'm maybe not, not as alone as I thought, then this is, this is an opportunity for me. And then the step-by-step, step-by-step methodical ways you have and which helps people really transforms their lives from what I've read. Thank you. I agree. I mean, I, I just feel like people who are listening who aren't as happy as they want to be, mm-hmm. or they're not as fulfilled, or they think that life is for somebody else and yeah. not them. Yeah. They're not aware that there's a disempowering belief stuck in their subconscious from their childhood. I'm not good enough. I'm broken. My voice mm-hmm. doesn't matter. My needs will never be met. I need to stay small to stay safe. All of those disempowering beliefs, they're running the show. And people aren't aware of them, but it just keeps them playing small. And honestly, it's like I'm passionate about it because it like breaks my heart that it's not hard to fix it. Yeah, it's really not. You have to uncover it and then you can give yourself a new empowering belief that really supports your adult self. Yes. Because your inner critic child, your wounded child is still sitting there saying, no, that's not for me. You know, know, what's interesting is sometimes people think, you know, when we talk about inner child and all that, it's at that moment, if you're doing something to protect yourself as a child, that worked for you as a child, but you're not a child anymore. So the the recognition of, yes, I was that thought or that that moment or what I did when I was four years old or five years old, that kept me safe. But just like in everything in life, if we have that arrested development, meaning we get stuck in a, in a developmental stage, and unfortunately, when we look at our life and say, well, I'm, I'm all these things, but why am I acting like this? Or all of a sudden, we're in an argument with someone or talking to someone, and we have this flare-up of this emotion, and it's such an overreaction. Like, why would I, why would I act like that? Well, a lot of it has to do with those core beliefs or that, that child self of us that we haven't yet let go to say, yes, that served me as a child, but I am a 45-year-old man. I don't need to use the same thing as a child. And so it's kind of interesting when we, just to think about it from the emotional spikes we often get in a conversation is usually an overreaction based off of something that happened when we were younger. So not only do I help people just like you look at your core belief when it comes to your insecurities and all that as well, but it also comes to how you defend yourself um, when you actually interact with someone. An overreaction of something is going to be another version of that core belief, but it's a way of how you defend yourself as opposed to, I'm not good enough, but this is, I'm overly investing in something so that I prove that I'm good enough. And so that's kind of the difference as well when it comes to core beliefs, is the overreaction of something is another version of your core belief, but a different facet of it. No, I agree. I, I try to teach my, my and I, I work on this myself. Listen, we're coaches, but we're human. So, <laughs> no, no, Nancy, don't human, give her a secret away. <laughs> our human self is always working on this. And so when you can become the observer yeah. instead of the reactor, exactly. you get a chance to say, wow, I just got so triggered. Like, uh-huh. you know, I, and your first reaction is from that wounded child. So, you know, you want to write that bad email or you want to call <laughs> them back up or, you know, and then when you step back and you take a moment and say, all right, wait, that's a really 
triggered reaction response I'm having right now, what else could it mean? What am I making it mean? How can I look at it differently? What do I think that they were trying to do? I mean, when you start to analyze it, you've taken the charge out of it. And so when I tell my clients that you just had a really childish reaction, it's because your wounded child is what got triggered from yeah, that event. Exactly. And that's where the work is. It's never about the other person. Exactly. It's about your interpretation. You know, there's the event and then there's your reaction. Yeah. And that's what makes the outcome. Yeah. Change your reaction and you can change your outcome. And basically goes down, down to as well as what we focus on. So in psychology, which which you know, of course, you whatever we perceive to be true, whatever's happening determines how we feel. We feel determines our outcome and so if just like you said when you're when you're aware of what you're doing then we, then you can ask yourself well what was it that i was focusing on about that did i think that they meant to hurt me well, if they meant to hurt me my wounded self is going to come out and protect myself and but we, what we often forget is most people in our life are clueless of how they're responding to us. You know, I can be clueless as well. So we want to look at their intent versus their behavior. My father once told me, which I'm sure everyone's heard this, is we judge others by their behaviors, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. So if I look at them like, oh, they're doing this to me, well, I'm judging their behavior when I'm looking at my own intentions. Well, I was just trying to be kind to this person. I was just trying to be nice. And I know everything about the intentions of why I did it. But when we look at the other person to say, this is what they must be doing. But when we flip that to say, well, what was their intention? They may not have delivered it well, but what was their intention? So if I look at my intention, what's their intention? And so when you create that, not only what's going on with me, but also what's going on with them, it immediately removes your struggle with them because more than likely they just weren't even paying attention. Or if they've been your friend, of course they don't want to hurt you. So why would you think they're trying to hurt you? So that's another way that I always tell people as well is if you can't get to the wounded child part of it, then just simply diffuse what you're going through by saying, do they mean to hurt my feelings? No. Okay. Well then what are what are your options? What are your choices? Yeah, that's that's the same being the observer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just one other way to do it. When I was looking at the reviews that you have uh, for Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life, you have quite a few reviews on, on Amazon. What was your favorite review that you've read? Totally putting you in the spot here. Oh, God. Um, well, I, I, you know, I, I would have to say that it's not a favorite review. It's mm-hmm. reviews from people that I don't know at all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I would say out of 50 reviews, I probably know 20 of those people. Mm-hmm. And so, not that they're not saying nice things about my book, sure. but it's not the same as a total stranger yeah. that I don't know at all from someplace across the world yeah, exactly. that has taken the time to leave a review. So it's less about what they've said, but just like, oh, wow, somebody in Australia is loving my book yeah. and, you know, or read it three times and is doing the work. So um, I'm really excited about that. And also my book is up right now from two different like forward review and another company oh. is Book of the year. They're oh, up, they're, really? They're that's in the amazing. Book of the year. Yeah. So I'm really. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's exciting. Like yeah. that makes me, that's like that whole imposter syndrome. Like really me, my yeah. book, you know? So I'm very excited about that. When you compare what you just said with the person who was broken uh, after the divorce, and obviously we respect all that, but when you compare the two people, what's different and what's the same? Well, family is still first and foremost, Mm -hmm. all right? 
So I, I'm a mother of two and a grandmother of four little oh, girls, three little girls and one little boy. So family is still first for me, uh-huh. but I am no longer the people pleasing, selfless human being Good. that I was. Mm-hmm. And I now know how to put myself first when I need to. Yes. And I know how to ask myself, what do I want? What do I need? What's going to work for me? And I, I'm way more secure. Like I used to be a very strong, secure person, but I always thought it was because, well, yes, but it's because I had my husband, mm, right? Yeah. So I could be strong because I was still part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm strong now yeah. all by myself. Yes, and it's And it's not, I mean, I have a partner, but it's not even about that. Mm. I, I exude who I am yes. for me. He's like the cherry on top. If he wasn't there, I'd still be me. Yes, and I still have my kids and my grandchildren and my career and I'm whole. So I think that that other woman didn't know she wasn't mm. whole Yes. Until, until she was broken open. And then it was obvious to her as well. But um, I, I can truly say that I really love myself because I live authentically. I live in integrity. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm sure you the same way as a coach. You can't ask people to do things that you aren't willing to do yourself. Correct. Yes. So I really live for if I say I'm going to do something to myself, I do it. If I tell somebody else I'm going to do something, I do it. I show up for life. Yes. And that's what I really that's. You know, when you step into doing something you're afraid of, whether you succeed or not, the juice is in the journey. Yes, it is. You know, the way you feel about yourself for just stepping in is better than whatever comes down the line. Like you succeed if you don't, if you fall, you fall forward, you're learning new things. It's all about how you feel about yourself for just stepping in. One of my favorite quotes is, the last person in a race beats the person on the couch. And what that means is essentially, it doesn't matter if you're comparing yourself to anybody else, you did something different. You did something different and that's the most important thing. So I always love that. So it's not about necessarily um, exercise and, and, and wholeness, of course, but it's more about just the, the idea of, I don't ma- it doesn't matter what I do, I'm just going to do it. And in doing that, that automatically moves me from a completely different sedentary state of mind to all of a sudden an active viewpoint of my future. And I just, I just always really resonated with that. I think that's a really great quote. I'm just going to tell you right here now, I'm going to use that quote oh. all the time. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I'm feeling it. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what I'm talking it's, yeah, about. Yeah, it is so yeah. funny. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Perfect. Nancy Picard, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for joining with me. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, Bigger, Better, Braver, Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, and Transform Your Life, where will they find this information online? Um. Well, the book you can get on Amazon, you know, Barnes and Nobles, anywhere books are sold. Mm -hmm. And um, mainly in line, I don't really know how the bookstores are these days. You know, they're not really back back in. Um, But uh, nancypicardlifecoach.com is my website. And then there's a, um, as a gift to being a guest on your show right now, there, if they go to nancypicardlifecoach.com forward slash lifeology, there's um, three different gifts. There's uh, a free first chapter of my book. Wow, okay. There's a, a quiz on living bigger, better, braver. 
And I think that there's a how leaky are your boundaries. Oh, um, interesting. That's yeah, a good that's one. That's a whole other subject. Yeah, yeah, I know that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. <laughs> My listeners know that if they can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com, and I will link you not only with Amazon, but also the, all the links that Nancy mentioned. Nancy, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was so much fun. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.